Hey there, I uh, hope you're doing well. This is uh, podcast number three in the series, right? In the B2B sales series. So if you haven't checked out the other two, I highly recommend you do so before you watch this one because, you know, uh, you, uh, it helps get that context. I'm simply going to pick up from where I left off in the previous one. So without further ado, let's continue. We are drawing a diagram. I'm going to do a screen share uh, and then we'll just go back to taking a look at what the, hopefully you can see my diagram here. Okay, in the last one, we talked uh, at some length about emails, uh, how email reputation works, or how many mailboxes you can create, or you might have to, to, to send these, uh, you know, to the cold email reach outs and whatnot. Uh, there's more to it, but I think we, we got the gist of it. I think we had a fair, uh, you know, lengthy enough discussion or a monologue, if you will. So in this one, let's look at other prospecting tools, right? The first one in terms of tools, the prospecting tool was purely... Uh, I mean, I mentioned calls as well, but uh, I, I also mentioned that we, as a company, we have we don't do cold calls. We, you know, the max we do is like cold emails. That too, uh, only after we've done a due a due diligence about the prospect, the company, and, and have a feel feeling that they actually would truly benefit benefit from what we sell. Uh, but I've heard and I read uh, I've read that uh, you know uh, with sales and prospecting tools. It's like it's possible that now a fair, a large number of emails do get sent out as well on a daily basis. Now I don't know if you, I don't see us as doing that ever, but if it works for you, more no power to you, right? Okay. Um, the next one is outside of using a sales tool. What uh, you know again outside of using an automation-based sales tool like the one we uh, we discussed. Uh, what are some other things you can possibly do? I'm gonna go. Copy over this diagram. Maybe make it up. Sorry, this shape and make it a little bit smaller. The size of these di- you know shapes don't really mean anything. I've just you know picked the one that's mostly the default and go with it. Here I'm going to say LinkedIn uh, or Sales Navigator. And like I mentioned in one of my uh, the, either the previous uh, podcast that relates in this series or the one before that, uh, I'm not necessarily not endorsing any of these third-party tools. The only tools I'm endorsing are the ones that we actually provide and sell, Snowpile APIs, right? But I'm still sharing the other ones with you so you actually know uh, which ones are actually out there if you don't already know it, right? You might know it, but I'm just stating it for what it's worth. Okay, Sales Navigator is a, a tool. It's a LinkedIn tool. Um, we use that as well alongside some other sales tool. We have the annual subscription uh, it lets you essentially look for prospects, do the search uh, based on criteria, uh, a set of criteria saying, hey, uh, give me everybody who is located in Austin, uh, who's a CTO uh, for at least like uh, who's been working at that company for at least three years or so. Uh, and uh, they're using certain technologies or they're building systems uh, that, you know, you have a lot of this criteria. Right? You can do the search. Uh, you can do the filter. It works quite well. And LinkedIn is a beautiful platform, as we all know, um, and the data is like awesome, right? So that's the biggest advantage, I think, using something like Sales Navigator because the data quality is probably very, very, very high compared to a lot of the other sales and prospecting tools, which I don't know where they get their data from, essentially, right? Um, so Sales Navigator gives you that, and then you find people, and then you can use in-mails to reach out to those prospects and you know pitch your product. And hope, keep your fingers crossed and believe, hope and pray that, you know, that you reach the right prospects, the the folks who would actually, who, who and the, whose teams could benefit from your product offering. So they would reach back out to you, right? Now, 
Uh, I don't know what the response rate for Sales Navigator is. You can look it up online. Uh, but I can tell you that it uh, people do respond. You know, the, 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 the more uh, selective you are in sending out to people, uh, the higher the chances of them responding to your uh, reach outs. Uh, but do they do it immediately? Maybe, maybe not, right? Because some of us actually use LinkedIn a lot more frequently than other people. Uh, I know people who use it like once every week or once a month, for instance, whereas I use it all the time. You've probably seen me quite active, right? I love uh, the platform and I'm not there on any other platform, really, uh, to be honest, social media platform. So I have the time to, to dedicate to a single platform like LinkedIn. And plus, I like the platform. Uh, so, but there are people who don't use it all that much, which means uh, they may not even see a request uh, for a while. Uh, so that day, that explains the delay. And even if, uh, you know, let's say that the day they decided to get on LinkedIn after a few weeks or a month or whatever the time period is, uh, they may have a long list of, uh, you know, uh, in-mails or messages or connection requests. So some of them may be good, relevant, some maybe not so much. So, you know, they have to get to yours, right? Because I have a lot of these requests and in-mails and honestly, I don't have the time to get it because a lot of them, not all of them are relevant to what it is that we're doing. They sound like mass reach outs. I don't know if LinkedIn even supports it. We actually, you know, look at it, spend like a fair bit of time prospecting, like it takes almost a half hour before we decide this person or this company is a company we should reach out to. I don't know what the average time other uh, sales folks spend and before they do that reach out. Um, so I cannot speak to it, uh, but it takes a good half an hour. Uh, and after that you send, and then if, uh, you know, if you don't hear back, you just wait, right? Uh, but uh, given the number of messages that I've seen and the connection requests I've seen that are not particularly relevant to what we do or what our interests are, uh, I can tell that everybody's going to have those numbers of reach outs, which means it's going to be difficult to filter and wade through that long, long list to get to the ones that are immediately relevant to you, right? So let me write the, the few, a few things here. You're talking about sales navigator, talk in mails. I'll also put connection requests. Right, how you reach out, it's, it's entirely up to you, right? So that's a second way to do sales navigator or direct LinkedIn based prospecting. So we talked about sales tools that are dedicated doing automation based prospecting. LinkedIn, I haven't seen much by way of automation and I have to believe it's an intentional decision. So you cannot send, you know, do mass reach outs to like 20, 50, 100 people. You have to do one by one uh, and, you know, take, you know, do your due diligence and finding, uh, finding those people as well, right? Um, so sales navigator, let me actually, Okay, um, what else, let's keep going. What else do we actually use? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we've actually pretty much rely on, on LinkedIn as, as, a, as a primary way of uh, you know prospecting, finding companies and people who could benefit from our offering. We use uh, sales, uh, a sales tool, sales tools as well. Um, how much of what we use depends uh, on the type of prospecting we are doing and on who's doing it as well. If you're doing prospecting for our courses and our course platform, we do it slightly differently. When we're doing prospecting for 
our um, APIs, we do it slightly differently. So those are uh, two methodologies that we use for prospecting. And I'm trying to think there's probably, uh, there's a number of other things we do, but I'm just trying to think what those are. But let me talk about, let me move some of, uh, I think I, let me try to move, let me, okay, I should have drawn this part of the diagram. This tool is good, but it's not easy enough to, It's taking a fair bit of time, so I'm going to leave that be where it is. Um, okay, I guess within this sales we talked about, uh, I'm just going to say um, prospects, maybe tools. It's the second one. Okay, let's continue. Um, and then I'm actually going to say methodologies is probably uh, okay. That's fine. Methodologies. That's the bug in this tool where sometimes it wraps and you can't fix it really. Okay. Uh, what do I want to talk about methodologies? The whole overall approach of how you're approaching the problem. You, you have products to sell. Like I mentioned, we have several different products. How you decide to sell a product uh, is driven by a number of factors. The product you're selling, who in your team is going to be doing that selling? Is it a salesperson? Uh, is, is it somebody who is also... Uh, part of your development team. And the reason I mentioned that is you're wondering why would a salesperson be necessarily part of a dev team? Most perhaps not, depending on the size of the company. But for if you're a startup, uh, a lot of us wear a lot of, uh, play a lot of roles and wear a lot of different hats, right? So if the salesperson is part of the dev team is also doing sales, then they have a bit more awareness about the actual uh, changes, you know, changes at the code level that are happening. Now, why would that matter when you're prospecting? It, it does matter because I've been on calls where uh, you come up with a plan, you get on a call and have a conversation, and then you are asked certain questions that you, you weren't necessarily prepared for, right? Because you understand so much about the prospect's domain, the business they are in, and you go, you get to the call, uh, but you don't know all the details. Only details you know are the details presented to you by their marketing pages. And you learn a lot more during that those conversations. And if you're uh, a part of the dev team, it actually helps because you know certain things that you may not otherwise know and you approach it differently. But if you are actually not a part of the dev team, but part of the product management team, and then you're prospecting, then you have a slightly different perspective. So again, depending on the product you're selling, depending on who you're selling it to and who is doing the actual selling and the tools they're using to do those, that selling, all of that makes, you know, plays a significant role in the sale, in the in the potential sale of that uh, of that product, the methodology, and that's what I mean by methodology. You need to define, uh, you know, have clear uh, patterns, design patterns, and methodologies for uh, each of these sale mechanisms, if you will. So how you do it, how you document it, how you diagram it, and how you present it to your team internally, 
and your prospects externally is entirely up to you but uh, you know it should suffice uh, suffice to say that there needs to be those defined methodologies uh, and it needs to be very specific to your team your product your prospects now you can read up online learn from a lot of the different people who are sharing the knowledge but come actual run time if you know what i mean as as, as, as like a product running in a production come run time or come show time maybe that's a better word to say right better phrase you're going to have to make those decisions yourselves uh you have to make the decision yourself because the questions that you're going to be asked during the conversation with the prospect during the call trust me no matter how much preparation you do you're going to be surprised because there is going to be a question that you are not ready for simply because you don't know your prospects business as much as you actually thought you did and no matter how much you've been able to say in the 300 words you got to make those reach outs your prospects do not know as much about your products and offerings as much you would like for as you would like for them to know so that first meeting is an important meeting right the idea behind prospecting is not to make that sale of course eventually you want to make that sale otherwise none of this makes any sense but the idea behind sending and doing these reach outs at least the first step is to get the prospect on the call and have that conversation that's a herculean task in itself right and after that you can go build you know you you got to lay the foundation and then build the building the first thing is the foundation is getting the prospect on that call now i say this now was that super clear to me like uh, two months before not necessarily right that's why in the previous podcast i think i mentioned how big my first what the length of my very uh, first email reach out was it was like four or five paragraphs because we were trying to complete that sale in that email but that doesn't make any sense you're unli- it's unlikely you're probably not going to make a sale in that first reach out unless you're selling I mean, we do prospect for our courses and you can go check out our courses on like say learn.snowpal.com and they cost less than a drink at Starbucks. They're like five bucks and we talk about all aspects and uh, you know, nuances about technology, something you probably couldn't find $5 or $7 or $6 or $4 elsewhere. Uh, we are quite certain about it. For those kinds of reach outs, maybe the sale happens. The sale does happen during with the single email, but that's a different, that's not a B2B sale necessarily, right? I mean, it's a b2c-ish type of sale but for a b2b sale you're selling uh, you know problem you know solutions to bigger problems so they're bigger solutions uh, it's it's going to take a, a fair number of calls and and uh, and these sessions so the purpose of that first email reach out or the cold call phone reach out or whatever the reach out mechanism is is to get your prospect interested enough so they actually hop on that particular call on that next call and set up time with you so do what you can to essentially uh, facilitate that um now i'm going to take uh, i'm going to pause here for a second uh, and then i'm going to uh, continue